Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gary Owen with the Get Some Podcast. My guest this week, he could take the credit for getting me started in stand-up, if I'm being honest. It's a comedian slash writer slash has his family on every Instagram post. (laughs) David Arnold's my guest this week. What's up, bro? What's up, dude? God, when's the last time I saw you in person? When I was producing your TV show. Oh, the gear. Four years? Yes. In person. Probably. In person. Yeah. 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 Wow. That was a lot. It's quick, right? Yeah. The last time I saw you was at the house and we were doing that TV show, your TV show. Yeah. Nobody in your family cared about that show like you did. Nobody. They they was, it was before them. They weren't ready. My kids weren't they ready. Would, when I tell you they didn't give a shit. At all. <laughs> at all. Gary, My wife did. Yes. Rita did, but the kids she, didn't. The teenagers did. The kids didn't. did not give a damn. And but they, it was funny. I thought it was funny. It was a great show. We, we didn't get canceled because of ratings. We got canceled because Viacom came in and let everybody go to BET. Oh, yeah. they. Oh, yeah. Because so, that happened around the same time when they got rid of my show. Which one? Oh, the, a, yeah, the sitcom a, coming, right? I had a sitcom. I was yeah. doing a sitcom with Kevin Hart. And yeah. they were getting, we were literally about to like start film. We were like in production. And yeah. they wiped, and we were a part of that whole, you know. I knew we were done when they got rid of Real Husbands. And I went, that's our lead-in. Yes. Exactly. And I go, that's right. our lead-in? Yes. We're fucked. And they, you know what? That was one of the reasons they got rid of it. That was one of the reasons that they stopped. Kevin was like, we're not coming back. If you fuck me on the show, that I, I brought you another show. With David, he was like, we're not. Our, the whole team was, it was such oh, bullshit. God. It was but that's such, the game. It's the game. It's the game. It's you the can, game. You can, um, you can dwell on it or, or you, you just can, move on from it. Dude. That's you know? that. That's exactly what I did. I had to let that shit go. That's when I started making them posts with my family. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> which literally. Are, which are probably some of those entertaining posts from a parent's <laughs> point of view. Oh, thanks, man. You know what I mean? Like, thanks. man, like this. I can't get my kids to do that. I get jealous because I go, <laughs> my kids had a TV show and they were less accommodating. He's just saying, hey, get on my IG, girls. Right. And they're like, let's do it. <laughs> I'm so pissed at your family. I really don't like your wife or kids. <laughs> no, this is what's funny, though. This is the truth. In the beginning, I was, pu- it was like pulling teeth to get them to do shit. Me and Julie did a video. Julie's your wife. Julie's my wife. We did a video for. How, how parents feel on their kids' first day back to school, to the whiz. I don't know if you saw this video. This video was the first video that just exploded. Like, mm. I put it out at 8 o'clock in the morning. It was on the 12 o'clock news in L.A. At noon. Oh, wow. At noon. Four hours later. And when L.A. picks something up, all the affiliates pick it up. So, like, mm-hmm. 50 local stations around the country picked it up. And my Instagram account went from 1,200 to 75,000 in fucking five days. Wow. She complained through the entire shoot. Your wife. Julie, of that video. I don't want to do this. I said, do the goddamn. Like, we was just like, I was like, this is a great idea. It's so easy. She complained. And then it exploded. And then now. Okay, the monster. Now hey, we'll be doing another video. <laughs> How can we have it posted? <laughs> you know, now you know you monetize on Facebook, you start getting them yeah. checks. Man. <laughs> YouTube and Facebook? You're oh on YouTube, my God. right, right? I'm on YouTube too, but I have not started getting the money yet. They, I don't think they, I'm strong enough. The Facebook money is more than YouTube for me. Yes. Oh, the Facebook money. I can't believe the money, the People checks sleep that I get. On Facebook. I cannot sleep. believe it. And it's it's the family thing too. Shit. I'm three days a week. I gotta get that up. This COVID was going to let people know, like, what you going to do? You're going to wait on somebody? You're going to make shit happen? 
Oh, absolutely. You saw everybody, like everybody's engagement, all the views, everything went up mm-hmm. when it first started. It was perfect for me, though. The timing of it, because my Netflix special dropped the, like a week before we shut down. Yeah, it's true. All of, like, it was the Where'd perfect. you shoot that at? I shot it at the Improv in Cleveland. I was going to say, I knew it was an Improv. But yeah. That's, that's but hometown we, for you, right? That's my hometown. Yeah. How we, you feeling about the Browns right now? They're, well, you know, we beat y'all, so that's enough. Twice. We beat y'all twice. But our future looks good. <laughs> our future looks real good. I, you know what? Looks like you got to still search a little bit for a quarterback. <laughs> well, I know. Like, one moment you feel like he's great, and then, you know, two games in a row, you're like, this motherfucker here. Like, it's – I didn't even watch the Raiders the other day. And Joey Wells was hitting me going, you know, Raiders. Oh, that's right. He's from Oakland. He's from Oakland. So he yeah. was talking shit, you know. I'm a, I mean, I, I love, I've been a Browns fan for so long, dude. Like you mm, in you, Cincinnati. Yeah. I'm and diehard, I'm, baby. I'm, I'm never going to not be a Cleveland Browns fan. Never. You know, you get people from, you know, like Arsenio and Steve Harvey. They from Cleveland, but they don't. Rap nothing, right? That's why every time they be posting that L.A. Lakers bullshit, yeah. I'm like, you ain't from here. How about Steve was on the yacht with the Cleveland Cavaliers flag when they won it? Exactly. Yeah, to get show <laughs> some tiny ass out of here. <laughs> no one's gonna ever accuse me of being some tiny with the Bengals. Ever. I know. That's what I like about you because I'm like, even when your team is struggling, but that's that Midwest in us, though. Yeah. That's that. We always. Oh, I, when, when Philly won and Kev tried to get on the stage, I was like, you fucking idiot. But I understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, would, I get it. They need uh, me up there. Oh, I'm going to be on the stage. If the Bengals go, I might be naked and arrested. <laughs> but I'm going to get If I crawl and be like, I made it. I made it farther than Kevin. I just want to touch something. <laughs> <laughs> Dragging me off. Exactly. No. <laughs> you got to be a fan. When the Browns, remember when the Browns went away? Yeah, the and they did like three for three. I was three years. We yeah. didn't have a team. I didn't mm-hmm. watch football. All like that because I didn't care. Like yeah. I watched the playoffs in the, but I didn't give a shit. I didn't watch every day, every Sunday like mm-hmm. I do now. I didn't care. Like I would watch a game. It's like I care about the Browns, but everybody else is just entertainment. Well, the thing about when you have a team like Cleveland, yes, you'll watch. You'll watch, oh, I'm going to watch Pittsburgh to watch them lose. Yes. You know what I mean? So every game bu- means something because they exactly. might play the Browns. You know exactly. what I mean? That's exactly it. So I'm, I'm surprised you're in such a good mood being a Browns fan. <laughs> I'm going to get my, listen, I've been hurt too long. You know what I mean? They, they, they done broke my heart in every way. So you like, even when they were four and two, they five and three now. Yeah. Right? So you don't get, I didn't get excited. I'm stay right in here because I yeah. know the bullshit is coming. Yeah. So you just sit there like, ah, fuck it. So you, let's let's backtrack to how we met. Okay. Let's I I was in the Navy, active duty, had knee surgery. San Diego. San Diego. Yes. I go and was it your first wife? Yes. Or girlfriend. First wife. Okay. So she was doing my paperwork for my knee surgery. That's right. And she's in this cubicle. Oh, right. You right. want a coffee? Yes. You got coffee? Yeah. It's coffee. <laughs> just he got, like he that. wants. He got cinnamon in it. He wants cinnamon, some Splenda, and some cream. cream. And a All little right. bit what? See, we Look already know you. what you like. We Google. Oh, we Google you. you Google me. Yeah. My coffee uh, order is on my Google. On my yeah. bio. <laughs> so, thank you. I'm having my knee surgery. I, I just get done post op and going through all the paperwork and stuff. Yeah. And your your first wife, Sharon. Cubicle, Sharon. She's got all these. Newspaper clippings of you all over a thing, comedian, comedian. I've never been on stage before. I don't know right. if you know this story. I do know the story. We've talked about this. So I, I literally went, um, I go, who's that? <laughs> exactly. She goes, that's my husband. I go, is he a comedian? She goes, yeah. I go, I'm a comedian. I'm in the fucking Navy. I go, not I'm going to be. I go, 
I'm a comedian? Because in my brain, I was. Right. I was like, I'm a comedian. And she goes, no way. My husband's a comedian. I'm going to get him in touch with you. This pre-cell phones, home yes, phone number. I remember. She gave me her home number. I and I was that. thinking, Navy chicks are so easy. <laughs> <laughs> he must be on deployment. Right. I wasn't even in the military at right. the time. Yes, yes. So I called you. Mm-hmm. And you said, I'll never forget the conversation. We talked about 45 minutes an hour. Yeah. And you're telling me about stand up. Yeah. And I'm just listening. Yeah. And you said, uh, you got to get a bio yeah. and a resume headshot. and headshots. Yeah. Never been on stage before. Right. I went and got headshots, a bio, a fake resume, fake bio. Right. And I remember one of my things was I opened up for Jim Carrey for the United Cancer <laughs> Foundation or something. I was naming <laughs> huge names. Like, Some shit they could never verify. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> In Prague. It was a benefit in Prague for the Prince, Prince of Brunei. So, and then I, I remember I kept trying after I, you told me everything. I said, hey, I got my headshots. I got this. And you was talking to me. And then it was radio silence. I didn't hear from him for like six, seven months. Me? Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I called him then. Right. And you Did was you like, call me? Yeah, I'll tell you why. You was, I'll tell you, and I, I, I oh. appreciate why you wouldn't answer my calls. Okay. So I kept calling you and calling. And then I said, finally... I don't know. I called one time and I said, and you answered, and I was like, "Yo, David." I said, "Scare." Uh-huh. I said, "I did everything you said to do, right?" And I'm I'm getting booked now at these little gigs, man. Yeah. And I'm you go. I had to let you go because you were looking for somebody to just validate everything. You had to oh, do the work. Right. I remember that. And you said, "Yo, you've been doing the work. I've been hearing about you getting out there on the yes. road." Yes, that's true. It was so funny is that because I told you to do all this stuff, and then you did it. And then you moved to L.A. or you were going to L.A. I was going LA. back and forth You were a going lot. to L.A. I didn't move to Los Angeles for another year and a half mm-hmm. after you and I met. When I get to L.A., you're fucking everywhere. You're on stages I couldn't get on. I was hustling. You were murdering. I walked in and like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, I, 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 it was um, that Tuesdays maybe? Yeah. Hottest night in L.A. at the time. Mm-hmm. And they would not even let me in to watch. I'm like Should've looking around the corner. Should have called me. <laughs> you don't want to answer my calls. You're paying me back. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking Gary on the stage. I helped this dude. Like, I'm talking to the doorman. I helped him write his resume. Let me in. Yeah. They were like, man, get the fuck out of here. And it was crazy because you did the work. And I, I was a regular at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't get in the main room on Tuesday nights. They that was would, the hot room. That was that was the I would be room. in the OR working out on Tuesday night. You know, it's twenty people in there. The rumbling, the mm-hmm. thunder came through the walls from the yeah. main room. Yeah. This is a Those question I got. This is a question I have for you. Because the moment you came on the scene, first white comic to host Comic Com- View. Yeah. Only. 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 Your career immediately started. In in the, the black room, in the in the front of a black audience. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that people realize, and I know that I didn't. I didn't realize that comedy was separated so much. Oh. Like it is black and white. Like yeah. I when I started doing stand-up, I was on the road for two years just opening up for people. So everyone mainstream you, or black comedy? Mainstream, comics? but like okay. it depends on like once in a while. If I if I was like, I can't remember where I was, but Steve Harvey happened to be the guy that I was opening up for that week. So it would mm-hmm. be the audience that would be black. Mm-hmm. I think it was in North Carolina. Jamie Foxx one time, Bruce Bruce one time. But most of the time it was white comedians. So for 18 months before I moved here to LA, 
I saw the world, but it was mostly white audiences. So that's how I built my act on the road like that. Yeah. For you, when you started, you came out and you were in front of black audiences, black audiences knew you, yada, yada, yada. Is there, has there ever been a time where you felt like, they call it mainstream, you know, that's what they say, mm-hmm. that you felt like, I wanna be mainstream, like I want white people to like me too? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a two-part answer to that. Okay. One, there was a time that I noticed my act was getting too geared to where I was people. like, damn, if I got a white audience, they're right. not gonna get these jokes. Right. So I just step back and like, I got to make sure that my jokes cross over. Even though you might not be married to a black girl and stuff, right. I got to make sure I write it in a way that you will get it no matter what. Because it don't matter, yeah. 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 And I remember I sat down with Bill Burr. I yes. ran him at the Burbank Airport maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. And he goes, man, I'm just going to be so fucking funny they can't deny me. Yep. And That's, I was like this. Yep. Yep. And I, and I yep. always took it like... Yep. You want to, you want, I think we all want everybody to like us. We're comedians. We yes, want everybody that's why we to like do it. Because we can hear it instantly. Yeah. yeah. But I also think like, I, I'm just going to go th- what Bill Burr said to me and, and kind of the, the, the Cat Williams route in a not as urban slash getaway where yes. Cat was just a force of nature. Yes. That mainstream Hollywood to, was like, well, we just got to get on board with this. Because it's, yeah, it was out of control the way but I've been, off. I've been. <clears throat> I don't even worry about it anymore. I'm like, I'm just trying to be funny and I can't change my act. I, I had an agent at CAA literally mm-hmm. tell me a man, a man, and I'm taking it back. Now my agent, my, my first manager, yeah. he pulled me aside and said, uh, you got a mainstream rack because black people are never going to pay to see just a white guy. You can be part of an ensemble. And when I tell you the week after Eminem came out, I'm not lying. And he he told like, me that. And a week later, Eminem, Slim huh? Shady came out and I just went, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. So I don't. I don't think I ever. Of course, like sometimes it gets frustrating when there's like a, a film which I'm for the audience you're targeting. Mm-hmm. I'm perfect to put in that type of movie, but yes. they're gonna go after. A perfect example. Um, I just did a movie with Michael Jai White called yeah. Welcome to Sudden Death on Netflix. Yes. Mm-hmm. The director <clears throat> Dallas Jackson and Michael were going to Universal, going, we want Gary Owen for this part, and they kept pitching other people. Yes. And Michael's. No, you don't understand. He's going to bring in the urban audience for this movie. Right. They don't get it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, sometimes it gets a little frustrating, but it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm just, just going to be funny. The reason I ask you that is because, you know, for black comedians, <clears throat> we have to be funny to both audience. You know, like, if you, you at a certain point, you hit a wall where you got to be funny to everybody. I remember when I was showcased for the Montreal Comedy Festival. I learned how to be funny or learned how to, you know, build my muscle on the road so it was mainstream. When I came here, they separated us. Like when I went to the improv and tried to get on for the very first time, they were like, "Oh, you got to come and audition on Monday night, Urban Night." Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, "You've never seen my act. How yeah. you know I'm not a political ventriloquist, bitch? How you just go put me on right. money? Because I'm black. And I said this to her. Aaron was her name. You know, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, I said it. She was very uncomfortable because I called her out. Was you aggressive or was you? Um, Probably not. I was probably jokey, jokey. I wasn't yeah. as confident as I am now. Mm-hmm. But I probably was like, you've never seen my act. How you know? And then so she danced around it and got another way. But what I realized quickly was... Oh, there's chocolate Sundays and Mo Better Mondays and and Fat I did, Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, right? And I was not. I did not have that muscle. My muscle mm. was not geared for that in yeah. the beginning. So I would go out and like. So I started doing Cat Williams rooms. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he had that room at the Hollywood Park yeah. Casino. Rodney Perry. He, he the, was wearing the jumpsuits before Chappelle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Always showing them jumpsuits with the hat on. Exactly. And I started going there and fucking taking it in the face, learning how to work those rooms. So I just you, you're the opposite of me. Then that's my point. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. Like we've had the. Uh, it's been the complete opposite track of the way that we've built our acts in our career. We've only worked together since you've like since we've been how we are. We only worked together once in Ohio. Yeah, that, that theater, theater there. State theater, I think. Stump, that's yes, because that's where I'm filming my next Netflix special next oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm filming it now. If they what? have people in theaters, I will. Yeah, exactly. There that's might be thirty people there. Exactly. <laughs> Social distance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what we're we're filming it. We're it's literally a, filming it there. It's a eighty camera shoot, so we're gonna get you from any angle, and we gotta spread the audience out in between the cameras. Right, exactly. It's eighty cameras looking at me and thirty people. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's exactly where we were. We wow. Were there. That's crazy. When I got my TV show in 2016, mm-hmm. they were they were saying we need we need some people to like uh, like you said push the kids and you don't want to say writers because you're just kind of like the scenarios are what they are. Yes, newsflash, people. A lot of shit around the show is real, but some of it is not. Yeah, you got to embellish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's real life on HGH and steroids, really. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. We just you know? try to make sure it all comes together and fits in this box. But I remember when they asked, like, who do you want? And they gave me a list. And when I saw your name and they were giving other people, I said, David's got to do it. David's <laughs> got to do it. Because I knew I was okay as a reality show. Right. But to me, it was my way of, like, almost paying it forward, paying yep, it back. I remember you said that. And I, I appreciate like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry great. we didn't get more seasons. I mean, you know, <laughs> but you know what's so funny is that when we got it, when that when we did that, it was perfect because I left and had to go do another show, I think. I went, I don't remember what it was, but I just remember, like, the timing of it. But how did you get, okay, you're a stand-up, you're trying to make your name out here in L.A., yeah. and then... You know, like I say, we're, with comedians, we're always like in these frats. Yeah. And my frat is like late 90s to early 2000s. Like 98 right. to 2002 is my fraternity brothers. So I say like right. Kev, D-Ray. Right. All them guys at Cat. We're right. all in that same era. Yes. And when you when you came along like- 2001. Yeah, I was always like, There's David's no- cool. But then all of a sudden, I noticed you were writing on so many shows. Well, that happened about, well, th- here, this is the this is the answer. I came up, I don't- I really don't have a frat. I kind of came up after everybody had made their groups. Mm-hmm. Like I'm Rodney Perry, it was around when I, you know, J- Joey Wells was around. But when I, I came to L.A. at a weird time in comedy, black comedy was over. The Def Jams and the Comic View, that shit didn't mean anything mm-hmm. anymore. They weren't even doing it. They, were, they, weren't, they weren't even doing sitcoms. They were doing reality shows. Mm-hmm. I, I, I seem to have always been two years behind the change of everything. You know how you go to Montreal and you get a deal? Remember Mm -hmm. that? The year I got to Montreal, 2005, you know, you go to your hotel room, on the bed is a welcome package, whatever, the magazine for the, you know, the week of Montreal. On the cover says, long gone the days of the deal. Wow. Like, Why am I here? That was literally (laughs) my, that's always been my experience. And what happened was I was always writing. That's always, even when I was doing stand-up, I would write just my ideas out. I've always had that mentality to write. I've never thought, oh, this guy's going to write that for me. I was like, mm-hmm. nobody sees me better than me. Mm-hmm. So I just would write, I just wrote ideas. Like sitcoms out. out or ideas? I wrote ideas and sitcoms. I wrote a whole fucking script on a legal pad with a pencil. 
I my still have it at home. Like, my brain doesn't work like that. I, and I, the format is not, probably it's not great if yeah. I looked at it now, knowing what I know now. But mm-hmm. the fact that I had that in me, I would be like, you know, and what I thought was, okay, you take the opportunities. I always could find a way to find a way to make what was coming to me work for me wherever I wanted to go. Because all the time that I'm writing and doing all this shit, I'm still on stage killing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not getting the looks and the attention that all of you guys and everybody else was getting. But if somebody came and saw me, they, they, I don't think anybody can ever say they see me and I don't fucking murder. Mm-hmm. And I will go behind anybody and do my shit. Mm-hmm. But, I, but the writing started giving me shit money. And I, I met a guy named Anthony Hill who, uh, doing, I was writing a show for Tony Rock. And I think comedians noticed me because they knew, they saw my act. Mm-hmm. And they knew my act was so well written that they were like, man, you, I'm doing this. You want to write, you know, same, you know. And mm-hmm. I did Tony Rock. I met Anthony Hill and me and Anthony kicked it off. And then like six months later, Anthony got the, the head writing position at Tyler Perry Studios. What year was this? 2008. That was the year I got on House of Pain. I was around for one season. Yeah, I, I came there. I was doing Meet the Browns. Oh, okay. I came, I did 2008, 2009, and 10. And I did House, I did Meet the Browns for two years. Then I ran House of Pain and Meet the Browns at the same time with Anthony in the last year. Oh, wow. So, like, Is I that just when he was running. going through all the writer stuff, like that the was pay at, stuff. Well, that was, I came after that. Oh, okay. They were all striking because they weren't union. Yeah. Tyler made everybody union. Got rid of all those non-union strikers and then brought in a union crew, and that was me. Yeah. So I'm the only time that he was ever union for the two years that he was union, because he went back to doing you know the non-union thing again. The time, the two years I was there for that. So uh, that money that I made, because I did like fucking 175 episodes of TV. And you still get residuals, dude. To this dude. Yeah, I did 10. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Whenever I get my residual checks, I'm like, I wonder how many Lance Gross got today. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's got to get a have four he's PO box, get right. four PO boxes. Exactly. Yeah, I I can't complain. So I just took it and made it work for me, man. And now it's it's put me in a position that now I control everything, like the shows, the stuff that I'm in, because I'm I have so much shit going on right now. And the best part about it is. Now I'm not just the shows that I'm developing. I'm not just starring in, but I'm also fucking executive producing and writing. So I'm getting all mm-hmm. of that money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I did. I would. I was so frustrated though. You know, as a comedian, you want to perform. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another thing is with with writing and you being on their side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember. God, was it was it three years ago? Mm-hmm. I saw you at a CBS lot. And you were pitching right after I went in and pitched. You went in with Will Packer. I was coming out with Kevin Hart. Right. That's and that was the, funny. Yes, yes and, that's when I sold the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sold, oh, that's when you sold it? Yes. But you sold it to BET. But we sold, no, we sold it to Hulu and FX the same day. Uh-huh. We started developing at Hulu. It was uh-huh. there for three, four, five months. They turned it down. And then BET picked it up and took it straight to series. Oh, and then Stephen Hill got fired. That sucks. And, that, and then that's when the whole. Here's a it's crazy about Stephen Hill. <laughs> he was. I th- Stephen I, Hill was the president of BET. He, he so. was a shot caller. He was. You know. He, he was because he. He was the I man. I thought he didn't like me for the longest. Really? You know how you, yeah. you get in your feelings as a comedian? I go, yeah. dude, what is the deal with this guy? Right. He doesn't. He doesn't really acknowledge me. He, I try to get my ideas up. Right. We go in and pitch my reality show to BET, and we went to everywhere. And keep in mind, I have Buna Murray behind me. The, that's the Kardashians. Dude, that's who I'm with now. Oh yeah, we're at home. <clears throat> Oh yeah, you, yeah, you me and Julie and the girls, right? We're, we're literally there right now. Those my people, man. Maria, I, that's how I knew them. 
When they came to me, oh. they were like, we know you from Gary Owen's show. I was like, yes. Yeah. Maria and all of them, yes. But that's uh, – Stephen – he literally, I think he left the pitch meeting early. Like we're pitching, and he went, he went like this. He went, he goes, he goes, dude, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I gotta go. I remember he said like three times, I love it, I love it, I love it, I gotta go. And I went, oh, what the fuck, fuck. Was that? And I remember calling my wife, going, I go, man, I remember going like not putting Stephen Hill. I go, fuck is Stephen Hill, man. I go, he just, he said he liked it, but he just left. I don't, he didn't ask any questions. And here I am going, well, we're fucked to BT next day. We, all, we, we love it. Let's go. Let's go make it happen, basically. I was like, what? what? I go, I didn't, get, I didn't get that at all from the pitch meeting. And then we went into OWN. Right. I thought we were going to OWN with it. Wow. Because they were laughing, cutting up, right. and just right. went, nah. nah. You don't know why? You're just like, nah. I went, what the fuck, man? Really? No, you stood up and gave me a standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> you just call me Jesus, like the greatest gift since Jesus. Wait, do you know what that oh, is? Oh, you're though? atheist. Oh, sorry. Oh, got it. Oh, my bad. You're laughing at me that I believe. This is what's funny. You know how when we're performing, you have, you, I know you get this. And this is the same thing what you just went through, what we go through when you pitch in a room. You're on stage performing. You're killing. It's 500 people, 1,000 people. You're rocking. But the one guy that's not laughing. laughing, you can't stop fucking looking at it. He's sucking all your energy out, right? But when the show is over and you're out doing pictures and merchandise, this guy that was not laughing, this motherfucker won't leave you alone. Mm -hmm. He's in your face telling you how great you are, how funny you like. He's reciting every, and you're like, you didn't laugh, not once. Well, it's also like when you're talking about merch, you'll yes. have an okay set and they'll buy every fucking thing. Oh my God. And then you'll rip and you'll, you'll sell two t-shirts. It's unbelievable. You're like, you what, what just happened? You, but you'll you get off stage like, I'm about to kill this. I'm about to get all this, all this Gary on merch. All of it, 10,000 today. <laughs> 10,000 in merch today. Nothing. $20. <laughs> Yo, you, you say your shit cheaper than mine, dude. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't, my shit don't go for 20. <laughs> I ain't got all these specials. But How it, many specials do you have? 14? Stand up comedy specials? 13 or 14. Mm hmm. Yeah. I've you have them out. 14 Hour hours? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm a beast. I did done, not I'm, know. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little impressed. No, I didn't. I did not. I thought you had like five. No, BET's got three of them, but they're not out. They're half. What do you mean they're not out? They're, From when they're you just were in the in the in the vault at BET. Back when you first started. I did one when I got half the Wilson job. No, these are hours. These what? are hours. I did one when I got the job at BET. Yes. Now, granted, that one you only had to do 45 minutes because they cut into commercial breaks. Yes. That one. Yes. If they ever air it again, it's yes. the slowest hour special because I probably had 25 20 minutes. 20 minutes of material. I let the last laugh hit. <laughs> I went, yeah. And I walked this way. I never looked at a clock so intently in my That's life. That's hilarious. Like, and I was like, because I didn't have 45 minutes. Right, of course. I got the special. And I went, oh, fuck. And it was, it, was, it was George Wilborn, Mike Bonner, Mike and Bonner. was it Al Toomer? Al Toomer yes. got the special. The, the us four got the specials. So between us four, we're going to be the host. One of us is going to be the host. So I remember uh, this. I remember I was the third or fourth. They didn't change audiences back then. BT was so damn cheap back then. So you went out to an audience that had been, been sitting there two three hours. hours. Two hours, okay. Yeah. Anyways, I got through it, fine. The second one was in New Orleans, like three yes. years later. Yes. BT, BT gave me $500. For the special. You're lying. And I was to like me. this. You're fucking lying to me. No, no, right no. Now. You know, back then BT wasn't paying. 
I, they I, would pay Thomas one hundred and fifty for Comic View. Then it's five hundred dollars is still no, fucking right. disrespectful. Completely. That's, but you don't. But yeah, because you don't but, care. You but just I don't want have your name doors out. open. You, right. It's not YouTube. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So I was like, all right. Uh, you know, I was thinking. I was. I talked to her with Kenya. I go. I don't know, man. I'm gonna burn that material. She was scared. A lot of your material is like current events right now. Just get it out of there. Yes, because it's not gonna be. Yeah, and I was be looking gone. at like shelf uh, life. I was looking at back then. You're looking at someone like Ricky Smiley, who had yes. that one iconic little Daryl. Yes, and basically gone. Made his career. Yeah. That one joke That's catapulted right. everything else. I wrote his TV show too, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. I, I wrote. I wrote the, the the horrible sitcom that was on TV One. I never saw. I don't think yeah. I've seen anything on TV One yeah. ever. But TV One <laughs> hasn't seen it on TV One. <laughs> so, so I did that. That special was interesting. Because the only thing I asked them, mm-hmm. I asked them, I need a fresh audience. I was yes. thinking three years ago when I yes. did it. Oh, and everyone's looking at me like, why are you here doing a special anyways? Mm-hmm. I got talked into it and I go, fine. So I'm, I'll never forget, I'm down below underneath the Sanger Theater uh-huh. in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I'm, my clothes are hanging up. Yeah. And they go, Gary, you're up next. I go, all right. He goes, dude, you got like five minutes. And I go, no, no, they got to switch the audiences. They go, we ain't switching audiences. They don't give a fuck and about you. And I went, you. what? Right. I'm saying I got them back. They go, what? They go, we're not switching. I go, no, no. I, I, they told me fresh audience. He yes. Goes, you want to go up or not? I went, all right. <laughs> so I put my clothes on. I go out there, right? I knew what they were doing. They were trying to get off work early, and it's a union house. Oh, so, so yeah, they don't want to pay them rates. When I tell you, I think I went on stage, and I'm not exaggerating, at 8 p.m., mm-hmm. and I knew we had till 11. I didn't get off the fucking stage till 10.59. I so stood up there that. for two hours and wow. 59 minutes. I start taking questions. I start cussing. I said, this will never see the light of day. I said, but you fuck me. I'm fucking you right wow. now. Wow. So I didn't get it. I heard Ronaldo Ray in the back going, God damn it. What's he doing? I Because I I'd be like this. I'd be like this. All right, I'm going to say goodnight. You know what? I thought of one more That's thing. That's hilarious. I, half the audience left. I didn't give a fuck. Because you knew what they was doing. I knew it. And I was like, all right. I guess this is never going to air. Thanks why, for the $500. This is why people, they don't get it. This is why some of us become assholes when you finally get to a place where they are catering to you and you do matter mm-hmm. because you remember all the times when they treated you like shit and you just wanted to be fucking funny. I just wanted to perform. All I wanted was a, a fresh audience. Just like, yes, but they don't. I was that, like this. 14 was, is incredible. I did not. I did yeah, not. Yeah, and I did another one a couple years later and I... To come back to BET like 2004, I think, or mm-hmm. five, when it was back in LA, they treated me so good. Yeah. Like that was, that's when they were paying decent money yes. now. So I did that. that BET's was never liked me. I've never done anything. Ever. Like all my BETs just. Oh, I had a great, the reality yeah. show was great when Stephen Hill was there. Once yes. he bought the show, me and him were best friends. Yeah, me and him talk all the time. He's, he's I only... love that dude now. Yeah, he's I, great. Just, I didn't think he liked me. Sorry. <laughs> So it was like LeBron. I came back to Cleveland. Yes, I did. I did right. Come on, treat me right. But uh, you joke. know, I did. I did like five myself. I just did them, oh, and then so I ended got, up selling them. So that I was about to say because I did three myself. The one that's out now, and now the the next Netflix special. So I will have done five. Yeah, this I think, will be fifth one. I I've think done. I've done five on Showtime. That's crazy. Five on Showtime. That's great. The that's last fantastic. one finally they got behind me. They. I had a studio comedy dynamics got behind it. You know, Brian yes. Volquez? Yeah, of course. He did. And we were about to yeah, shoot yeah. my other one in March, but COVID hit. I, this is what's fun. Let me tell you about my, and this is no thing, no knock to Brian. But when I was doing, when I had my show, and this is all, this is so funny. People get to hear about all the shit that happens in Hollywood behind the scenes that they never get to see. Mm-hmm. When I had the show that I was doing with Kevin Hart, that was based on my standup. 
immediately they wanted to do a special. You know, they BT wanted did. BT. Well, Brian Weiss Volk came to me. Volk Weiss yeah. came to me because at Comedy Dynamics, we want to do a special with David because they were the production company that was going to do my TV show. But they so they also wanted to do a special because mm -hmm. they knew the show was coming out. Long story short, the show, we were going to Cleveland. We were going to shoot it in Cleveland, two shows. We had all these meetings talking about it, yada, yada, yada. We were all set. The show, you know, Steve gets fired. Connie Orlando takes over. BET wipes, gets rid of everything. They start backtracking. Yeah, we, we're not going to go to Cleveland. It's just we don't have the. O'Brien? Yes. The, the, yeah. Then it was, well, we'll do it. We'll do a show here in Glendale on a Tuesday night. I yeah. said, Tuesday night in fucking, what? Like, like <laughs> what? What are you talking? Like, it, yeah, Mike, we're shooting a special for Michael Yo, and we'll put you on before him. And do you can do your hour. We'll see what we get. That's what they. And I told my agent, I said, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. I said, I've been fucking working for two years on this material. I'm not oh, doing it. Oh, you fucked fucking up. I did Glenn. it. I did it before Michael Yo. It was good. No, you <laughs> didn't. <laughs> because I know who did it. Finesse Mitchell did it. Oh, I was like this. Oh, you fucked <laughs> up. Like, no, that audience was hot. It, it was it hot. Was, <laughs> it was, it, I knew what it was going to be. It was going to be a theater that holds 1,500 people that had two rows of 140 people that they would only shoot the front. And that. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I saw, I, my agent called me back and they said, they said, if you don't do it, if you don't want to take this Glendale one night, one show thing, then you don't do it. And mm -hmm. I told him, you tell him that I said, fuck them. They're not going to do it, but I'll do it. And I went to Cleveland and I hired an all Cleveland film crew and I shot that special myself and I gave it to my manager, Dave Becky, and they put that shit on this past March and they didn't uh, advertise it. Mm -hmm. they, just, they just put it on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that shit went fucking number one. It stayed in the, it stayed in trending for two weeks. And I came out with Pete Davidson and another little girl came out same time. I can't think of her name. I reposted that. I think on you, social did media. you did repost it. A lot of my friend, a lot of people, it, it social media was one of the reasons why it did. So it did so fucking well that they called me and then they offered me. Now I'm doing a new one with the, Kevin Hart as executive producer and Lena Waithe. But it started because I did my own shit. Like they said no, and I was mm -hmm. like, I'll do it myself. Hey, what's up? This is Gary Owen. Listen, go to my bookie, use promo code Gary Owen. I'm gonna repeat it again for the people that are slow in the back of the room. My bookie, code word, password, basically get a discount. If you type in Gary Owen, if you go to my bookie, you can bet on everything. You can bet on sports, politics, gender reveals, um, I don't know, parole. Think somebody's going to get out or not? Take it back to Shawshank Redemption. Basically, if you want to put a bet on it, we'll do it. The baby's going to be ugly. The baby's going to be pretty. All babies are ugly. Let's be honest. Stop, stop posting pictures of your newborn. All newborns look like aliens. Why don't we put, why don't we bet on that, my bookie? Me, I've been using my bookie to bet on my beloved Cincinnati Bengals all season. Now they haven't won a lot of games, but they've covered the point spread. I made a bunch of money off my bookie. Shouts out to Joe Burrow, rookie of the year. You can bet on that. It's basically gonna come down to him and Herbert or Haybear or Eber. The guy on the Chargers. It's gonna be Burrow or him. Gonna be rookie of the year. Let's let's just call it what it is. Anyways, go to my bookie, promo Gary Owen, G-A-R-Y space O-W-E-N, no S, my bookie, M-Y space B. 
E-I-K-O-O-K-I-E. If you're dyslexic, E-I-K-O-O-B space Y-M. Promo code, if you're dyslexic, Gary Owen, spell it backwards, N-E-W-O space Y-R-A-G. Yep, I did it right. My bookie, code word, password, any, the, the name to put in discount is Gary Owen. This goes back to crossing over. Let me make this whole podcast about me again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was, I had a, I had a, I had a, I had Kev on stage a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm working with and, him tomorrow, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. And I noticed I talked a lot yeah. on that podcast. Yes. And so I was like, I, I always I I can take constructive criticism. I have to let them speak, and my stories can't be as long because right. I want to know about you and right. the business behind the scenes. Right. Let me tell you one quick story about. <laughs> Because you asked me about crossing over. Well, I did, because I've always wondered that. I've always wondered if white people, which there are very few white people who come up and have a black audience, if they ever feel like I need to be, because black people feel that way. There, you, I don't think you're going to tell me that there's black comedians who are mainstream, whatever you want to call them, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that black people don't even know who they are. And, but they don't have it inside them. Like, God, I wish some mm-hmm. black people knew me. Oh, Black people feel that way. Yeah. I I, so I was that. wondering if, you know, you well, go, oh, God, when I we wish. go, when you're talking about doing comedy specials, that's what I'm talking about. Cause only place I've ever done specials is BET and Showtime. Yeah. And that's cause yeah. BET knows me. Yes. And then I sold my stuff to Showtime. Right. And Co Black was a godsend too. Yes. So that's the Another only, production company. Yeah. But I didn't. Huge um, production company. Yeah. Comedy Central's always said no. Yes. Netflix has always said no. Yes. Because I remember I went on the Breakfast Club. Yes. And Charlamagne goes, they were talking about the Monique situation, right? Yes. And I said, you just, we're in an age where you can do it yourself. Like you did yeah. in Cleveland. I said, yes, right. if they say no. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Keep it moving. If you Show believe you in got your an shit. audience. Exactly. And I was like this. Uh, so I said, I just, when Netflix says no, and then Charlamagne said, well, how much do you offer you? I said, we don't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a no. It's never a no. It's like, right. we're, we'll see. We're trying to fit them in. Yeah. But it's flat out it's, no. It's basically the new Comedy Central for me is Netflix. And I have an audience, but Comedy Central at least was honest with me. Yes. Because they said, they came and saw me showcase, right? Yeah. I had a strong show. I had like Lil Rel going up before me. Yeah. Guy Tori hosted. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the guy literally, I talked to him like 30 minutes afterwards and he said, uh, Look, Gary's got an audience. Right. And he does well with his audience. Right. We just don't know if it's right for our network. Yeah. And I was like, well, and he was honest. He goes, I'm a white guy. I don't know if I get it. They did that to me too. Comedy Central? Mm hmm. They told me, mm-hmm. dude, listen, I've been told no. I just started getting yeses last year. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing stand up for 23 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's, I'm not going to say that it's not frustrating when you see people. Like, even, you're a great barometer. You're a guy, in my mind, that I helped get in, in, sta- in the world of stand-up. You're way further along than I am. You know what I mean? Like, in, Can't in write that, no sitcoms, though. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but you, <laughs> you can. <laughs> but this is what's funny, though. Even though I wrote sitcoms and produced all these TV shows, and my worry was when I started making money as a producer and a television writer, I was like, I wonder if I'm going like, to lose my desire to do stand-up because I'm making so much money. To, it only made it stronger. Your desire to get back on stage. Oh, I, I've never not been on. This is the longest I've never, like, not consistently been on stage during this COVID. I never, dude, I will never stop doing stand-up. Yeah, I want that Don Rickles life. I, yes. I just want to go till it's I need done. It. I need it. You know, like, you, you got to, I did an interview the other day and somebody asked me, what made you choose stand-up? 
And I go, you don't choose stand-up. Stand-up chooses you. You Same with the audience. When you talk about audiences, they say, Gary, you know, how did you end up getting a black audience? I said, you don't choose your audience. They choose you. That's right. You don't say, I'm going to have a black audience. No. Right. <laughs> right. That doesn't work like that. Yes. It's just, I got on BET and, and I got exposed they, to black people. And they saw that shit. And, and they, there's a difference between, and I ask you this too, about white audience, black audience. There's a huge difference between playing to your audience and pandering to your audience. Oh, completely. Because people always be like, the the militant people on social media that yes. were never gonna pay to see me anyways. Yes, they're the ones that always bring up. Oh, you just doing the black, black stuff through. and the black dollar. He don't care exactly. about black people and exactly. stuff like this. I exactly. go, no, no, no. You gotta understand. If I'm a show time at the Apollo, I'm not gonna talk about Garth Brooks. Yeah, why the fuck would I do that? Right. If I'm at the West Virginia State Fair, I'm not gonna bring up Lil Wayne. <laughs> right. He's like, you gotta know. You gotta know your audience. You gotta play to them. But not pander. Most people don't have the well. And the depth to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able to go and stand in front of, I can go and stand in front of an all, I can perform for fucking Google mm-hmm. for an hour and then yep. go straight to fucking the hood and do another hour. Some of it the same, but in a different way. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, you just, but only comedians, real comedians get that. Yeah. And a lot of people are not going, yeah, and you can't argue with people online. I'll stop. As soon as my, my Instagram and Facebook started, you they know. They were never going to pay to see you anyways, David. Yes. And those, no, they're not. Those angry people? They're not. They just want to argue. They right. just want some attention. That's always like I go. I, I had go, to learn that, though. When people come at me, <laughs> I, I, I just delete it now, but I used to be like, oh, where'd you see me live at? I ain't never seen you. I was like, hey, why the fuck so are you, you talking to yeah. me? Why what am I doing? talking to you? Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about the people that paid $45 a ticket to see me. You get $45? More sometimes. I get I'm 20 just kidding. bucks. <laughs> It depends something. on the market. Salt Lake, I'm probably $20. Yeah, Salt Lake, I get eight. <laughs> no. no, but like if those people say something, like I saw your show last night and right. I saw you before and you was right. funnier, I'll, I'll take into account that means you, you paid to see me twice. Right. So I want to acknowledge I want to hear what you said. Like, I'm sorry about that. Maybe it was a little off. Could you tell me what you didn't like? You, I, I was you do that. Oh, you, you doing uh, surveys. Let me tell you something. Those people come back. Yeah. Because like, you engage. Yo, I appreciate you reading out, man. We all. One person said they didn't appreciate some kind of joke I did. You're going through something. Yeah. Had a nice little back and forth. Never got con- never got tense. Right. And they said, well, you know, it don't matter, man. We still love you. We always going to be there to support you no matter what. I was you, like. Because you talked to us. Yeah. And I didn't, like, come at them like, you don't stand a fuck you. Right, right, Even right. though they didn't. Right, right. <laughs> they don't. Most of them don't. Most people just don't know. Like, sh- I'm sorry about that. What didn't you like? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I, I see your point. Let me explain. This is what's funny. I'm super nice. I'm super I have good. two different personas. It's me on Instagram and my family, where you see me and Julie and the girls and his dad and the, and then you see David stand up, which is a little bit different. It's a little mm-hmm. bit edgier. I lean into, I talk about shit that I don't do on. So when my Netflix special came out in these two worlds, I, I just built this following and then I had this special drop. So you had two worlds come together that had never met before. Oh, you did. For me. You posted a joke. That I had a I had a joke really similar to, and I uh-huh. remember, and I remember my road manager said, "Yo, you see David Arnold special?" And I go, right. "I didn't see you." He goes, "He almost like implied you took one of my jokes." I go, These "He didn't do that. He, yeah. he didn't say it." He goes, "Right? I, did he see you somewhere?" I go, right. "No." Right? I go, "What's I, the joke?" Something about a funeral. People say dumb shit at a funeral. Like, uh, I talked to my, my uncle Joe. My and he was Joe how old was he? Uh, my uncle Joe was one hundred and six when he died. Right. And somebody said something. What they say? My what? aunt said he went too soon. Okay. So my bit, 
yeah. was so similar, but just different wavelength. Right. I say I don't like it when people died. When Don Rickles died, he right. was 91. Right. Somebody put hashtag gone too soon. Oh. And I said, no, that's hashtag right on time. Oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's why he thought that it was. Yeah. He was like, so I go, no, no, no. It's comics think like that, dude. That's like, what it know, is. That's- I never, I rarely accuse people of stealing shit because I know we kind of work. In the on same, the same wavelength, yeah, yeah. it happens. This is what's funny about that, and I'm glad you brought this up. Every time, there's been a couple of times where I've seen comedians dance in the same area that I've been in. You ever, you ever, like, I'm sure you had this. You're on the road, Kansas City, the first time, whatever, and you, the guy's opening up for you, a local dude, maybe, and he does some shit that's just. I know he's never seen me do this. Mm-hmm. I never once thought, oh, this motherfucker doing my shit. I never thought that. Yeah, I just go. I'm not gonna do that no more. Like mm-hmm. I have, I've, I, because this is what I've learned for me. The better I get at telling my stories and get that Uncle Joe joke that I did. You know, old that joke. That joke is 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I started doing. That was one of my. I was doing that joke when I met you. I thought I stole it from you then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But I didn't Look, tell my manager. <laughs> my sibling stole that from you. Sorry about that's that. That's why I, I hired you to write my show. Because I felt bad about the funeral joke. But like that's those were one of those jokes that I have been doing forever. And I was like, I'm gonna do it now. Fuck it, I'm here. You know, I mean mm-hmm. I'm doing this stuff. I've never heard anybody do a joke and said, I'm going to do my version of that joke. Mm-hmm. Like never in my life. Never like if if my ego is so big that if I hear you do something, I don't, I'm going to completely let whatever I was doing go and just do something else because I feel like I can come up with something different. And now that I've gotten better at it, like all my material is like from my personal, like this shit happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we could, so you get, fr- I, what I've noticed is that you get, that's why I don't do a lot of topical shit. I don't do a lot of topical stuff. Yeah. I don't. Well, that's the reason I stopped watching stand-up. Because? Because I, two reasons. I always want to know my jokes are mine. Yes. I don't care right. if somebody says something similar. I'm like, right. I know I wrote my shit. Yes, of course. And I've seen too many comics, even if they don't take the joke, they start moving like somebody. And their cadence oh, is like somebody. Yeah, yeah. And their delivery is, I'm like, whoa. Do you know how many, oh my God, dude, did I get you excited? We got a napkin? His coffee just jumped out of his cup. <laughs> he did like this, whoa. I said, oh Yo, shit. Next, next week on my podcast, I'm going to have the coffee come out of my cup. See, that's why I don't like guests. I was like, Fuck, was whoa, that? that's good coffee. The beans are jumping. He's wide awake. Oh shit. Go ahead. We... Um, no, I, I always say like, um, Thanks. I just want to know my jokes are mine. And I've seen like, you know when I saw it? When Dan Cook popped. And then I saw literally everybody moving like that. Like I eat, I'm Elijah. hungry, and I eat. Is it is her name? Schlesinger? Schlesinger? She yeah. when I saw her, and you know, she's and she's 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 gotten her thing, she's doing her thing, but she I when I first see her at the Laugh Factor, like, oh, she's like the female version of Dane Cook. Like what I what I saw in the beginning. Oh, when really? I first started, mm-hmm, absolutely. Every but don't but can't you say this? Wouldn't you say that? You went through phases of other people that you probably not doing their material, mm-hmm. but their isms like people you thought because I can clearly for me, I can clearly go. I went through a Bill Cosby phase. I went mm-hmm. through a the biggest one was D.L. Hughley. Oh, really? When I first started doing stand up, 
D.L. Hughley had this half hour special that was out that just spoke to my soul. And when I started doing stand-up, all my, my cadence, my voice, if you look at my, when I met, when you met me, yeah. oh, that was me, not purposely, but that was that D.L. Hughley cadence and, you know, because yeah. that was funny. So, and I think all comedians go through that when you're okay. looking for your voice. Yeah, you know what was, I mean? Mine was Willie Tyler and Lester. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The dummy I, or the... I had the dummy. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, Matt was, was early Jimmy like Walker. Huh. huh. <laughs> yeah, Willie Tyler and Lester definitely, definitely emulated. Definitely emulated. Willie Tyler. I don't. I guess. I guess. Yeah, sublimity. You don't realize it. Yeah, because you don't know what else. What else you gonna pattern yourself after? Yeah. You don't so have I, I mean, that's. But that's why I stopped. Yes. I completely stopped watching people. Yeah, I'm like, I can't watch a whole special anymore. I'm like, I can watch a clip. Right. Every now and then, but to watch an hour. That's hard. That's hard anyway. I, yeah. I, I, I can't name many hours that I've watched from beginning to end. Like no. I watched Chappelle's 846. Well, that was only it was eight minutes and 46 yeah, that was, seconds. That was really <laughs> slow. That was, that was short. <laughs> but I got through that, all that. I don't. You never, never wait. So you never watched any of Dave's hours uh-uh. that he's really? No. Yeah. Can people, and I said that one time, people were like, oh, Gary, hating on Dave. I go, no. Oh, you it's know, just, we, yeah. I'm not going to. But you have a reason. Yeah, I just, I don't want to ever think like, God damn it. One, I don't want to get frustrated. Like, God damn it, that guy's so much better than me. Or, That's what I told him when I saw him. I said, I got I hate you because you're so much. One of the things that it did for me, though, I, okay, I don't know if you remember this. Remember when Dave went on stage at the Laugh Factory 10 years ago, and he stayed up there for eight hours? Did you hear about that? It was on the news and shit. I don't know I if remember, you remember. I remember he was notorious for going like three, four hours. Yeah, he went on stage. Well, one night, I was hosting was Chocolate Sunday. I'll never forget this. I was hosting Chocolate Sundays, this, and Dave came in. He, I brought him on stage at 10 minutes to 10. Dave came off stage at six o'clock in the morning. How many people was left? 35, 40. It was packed. When it was over, it was 35 or 40 people. And I'm not, and I'm not fucking around. I'm not like going, oh, it was really 3.30. It was 6 a.m. I called my wife. I said, Dave's still on stage. I'm going, everybody was leaving. I didn't even, I didn't even go up when he came off to say goodnight. It was, we were way past that. But what I was blown away by was somebody who could stand up there for that long. He did a joke that I remember. This was early, like at 10 o'clock in the 10 o'clock hour when he first went up, when the place was packed. He did this joke. Funny joke, right? Now. His, one of his last specials that he put out, maybe the one in DC about, oh, you didn't, if you didn't see the special, he does a joke about having rice aroni at a white friend's house. And he says, oh, I got that um, same joke. <laughs> shit. You're doing everybody's shit, Gary. <laughs> and what he, flavor? Uh, I don't remember the flavor. <laughs> oh, mine is butter and, uh, butter and rice. That's a different. No, he did a, he did a joke. And he talked about he's so good, he can write the punchline and work his way back to it, right? Mm. He did that joke that night at the Laugh Factory when I brought him up. And it made me think to myself, now, Dave, this is his third special. Remember, he dropped all three. This was on the third one. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker dropped two hours before that and then did this third one and still didn't use this joke that he had had sitting in the hopper for 10 years, at least because when I saw it, it was 10 years ago. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I watch stuff just because it lets me know that I'm in the right, like, the shit that I do is not wrong. Like, it's, it, like I told you, like the Uncle Joe joke. That mm-hmm. joke has been in, around for 15 years. Yeah. You know, your manager thinks I took it from you. Yeah, we're road manager. And he oh, didn't accuse you. you, you he you, just you, said, you brought it down. yo, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw it. I did you see Dave Rollins' Netflix special? Yeah. Go he goes, he got a joke just like yours. It was almost like an implication of 
Yeah. Do I want to do it? Right. Or what's the deal? He, it, right. I don't want to say he cues you stealing it. It was just like, it's there's a guy tone. that's got a joke just like yeah, yours. Dude, I, I feel like this. I feel like when we, I've seen, I've had people text me and say, somebody's doing this joke and it's just like yours. And I go, all right. I'm not yeah, I don't, I don't own the copyright on talking about uh, peanut, airplane peanuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't exactly. give a fuck about it. Because people going to come for you and people going to come for me. But I've seen, another reason I stopped, I've seen comics psych themselves out. When I'm on those shows, like when, when I'm oh, on the yeah. Epps tour. Yes. And there's five of us and we're yes. all headliners. Yeah, all killers. Yeah. There was one, I'm not going to call any names, but mm-hmm. there was one of the tours I was on. Yeah. And the, it, one of the one comics went up and was destroying and yes. early. Yes. I'm going to after him, would sit on the side of the stage every night and I'd hear him psyching himself out. He'd be Who like- was? He was psyching himself out. Wait a minute, the comic that was destroying? No, the comic was destroying. He was ever going after him. Yeah, I'm oh, not going to call him out. Got it, got the it. The other guy was waiting and was sitting on the side of the stage just going, man, motherfucker. Almost like, motherfucker knows I talk about sucking dick. Right. <laughs> motherfucker knows I talk about right, right. calling a woman a bitch. Yes. Like little things. And I'm, I'm listening to him talk and I'm going, what are you those doing? Those are your things. You don't own the subject right. of sucking dick. <laughs> but at that, when I saw that, which was nine years ago. Right. I sit in my green room and you know, I tell listen. Brad five minute warning. Yes. And I don't listen to nothing. I don't know I do what that. you talked about before I go up. Yeah, I do that. That's why mm-hmm. I am now. Cause I because you do you can't help but to like go, damn, this motherfucker's murdering. Yeah. Am I good? Maybe I shouldn't be like you it, it just naturally happens. And then you get on the then you get up there and you take that mic out the stand. And, and you're fine. three minutes in, you go, no. Yeah. Well, matter. sometimes you're like this. Well, that guy must have really destroyed before me because you guys Hello? aren't awake yet. Where are you guys going? <laughs> Anybody? Hello? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's the, it, is the, it is the most humbling thing. What's your worst set? Do you, do you, do you, can you yeah. remember like the 100%. worst bomb? Yeah, 100%. Fourth and B, San Diego. I ain't had but that's a my few. Favorite, that's my favorite rooms. Dude, Fourth and B, San Diego. First time I ever did it. It was the free night when they was passing yes. out the free tickets. Here's the story. So I'm doing this show. I'm headlining the next week. So I go the week before to watch my boy Carl Banks do the show. Right. Damn, and you took it back. Yeah, right. Exactly. Carl Banks. Carl Banks was he was Woo. he was doing the shit. He started me doing stand-up. There was Daryl Banks and Carl, Carl Banks. Carl Banks, yeah. Carl Man. Carl was there. I went to go watch him, and I was gonna be performing the next week. So I go to do the sh- I go to watch Wanda. I think was the host, or maybe it was Juan Wanda Dexter. Who? Wanda, Wanda, um, not Sykes. No, 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 no. Smith. No, no, I can't think of her name now. I, 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 it'll come to me when I'm in a car driving home. You can patch it in later. Um, <laughs> she, I, Daryl, Juan Dexter was the host. I remember Juan Dexter was there. I go. He goes. You here? You want to just go up and see what it's you know get a feel because you're gonna be here next week. I said fuck. I go out there and do five. I go out there to do five. Right. I start doing this new joke about going to church with my grandmother. 1,500 people, full-fledged boo. Like, I've never... Was it Black Knight? Was it the Black Knight? Yes. Oh, wow. They start making that noise, right? I didn't even <laughs> let them get into a full boo because I was like, I get the fuck off of here. <laughs> I walk out. I come backstage. What the fuck are you doing back here? Like, because I had just introduced me. I was like, they booing me. I'm not doing this. Go out. Show goes on. That night I leave. When you leave the show that night, they give you flyers of the comedian that's there the next week. My yeah. picture is on the flyer. So people get in the flyer going, we just booed this motherfucker, right? I go out, I leave out the back of the theater, walk into my car on the ground, 
littered on the ground. It's my flyer, my picture, footprints all on my <laughs> face. I sat in the car for two hours. I never experienced nothing like that in my life. And I called my boy, I called Carl, who I came to see. I said, I'm not doing the show next week. He's like, what do you mean? I said, I just got fucking booed. They don't want it. Didn't you? He said, you cannot not do the show because if you don't do it, you're going to see this audience again. You can't run from anything. Mm-hmm. I spent that whole week rewriting shit. I went out there the next week and fucking stood that motherfucker up. But let me ask you, with the San Diego crowds back in the day of 4th and the B, yeah. one week would be urban, it the was next a, week would be mainstream. Yes, this was a black night. Both were black nights. Because the woman came to me. I don't know if it was the same crowd. Now, I can't say what the, the, exactly the denomination the of black to white ratio. The they was pitching it to. But this is what I do know. I know when I came back the next time and I killed, I remember after the show was over, a whole black lady came up to me. She said, baby, I was here last week. When we booed your ass off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I said, so this bitch is the one that started it. Uh, <laughs> She's like, we booed. She said, but you came back and redeemed yourself. I will uh, never forget that. That what is year was that? 99? Well, I know lady's dead. <laughs> That's she's how not, I started doing the Uncle Jojo. She's not gonna see the podcast. Right, exactly. She's not gonna see this podcast. She's not gonna There's see just, it. She's dead. She's definitely dead. She's gotta be dead. <laughs> but that was literally that was like that was that time. That was the worst. That was one of the worst sets I've ever had. But I grew so much from it. That's probably one of my favorite rooms. For for me oh, coming out fourth and B. Yeah, fourth and B was it makes Man. you feel like you were a rock star. For people don't understand that four one I fourteen ninety two was how many people had held because that's the first theater i ever did on my own headline and after i got oh, on wow. bet wow i brought myself and i go i don't want to i don't want to um overprice myself the tickets were 17 dollars wow we sold that bitch out and i remember wow. thinking holy they fuck they bought the tickets yeah they came wow. the next uh well not the next year but three years later mm-hmm. and i still got the flyer mm-hmm. i see gabriel glacius at the ice mm-hmm. house and he's starting to get big yes, right yes so I said, Gabe, didn't you come up in San Diego too? He goes, yeah, yeah, Long Beach, San Diego. I, yeah, I yeah, go, yeah. dude, I, do, I can do fourth and B by myself. Let's do it together. So he goes, all right. I go, we'll just go 50-50, and if we do two shows, we're good, right? So I said, you bring somebody, and I'll bring somebody. Gabriel brought Felipe Esparza. Yes. I brought Kevin Hart. Paid him $2,000. Wow. Now I knew who he was. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was 2003 or four. I still got the flyer. I mean, I got it on my a picture of the flyer, not yes. the actual flyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But somebody sent it to me. He's like, yo, I was at this show. I didn't know. Like wow. some fan sent it to me. Isn't that crazy? I was like, we didn't. Gabriel wasn't as big. All right. I headlined. Yes. I was last that night. That's crazy. And it was sold out. How many shows y'all do? We just did one. Well, okay. We thought we were going to do two, but we ended up doing one. It sold out. Yes. And we were like, do we want to do a second one for a couple hundred people? So we just left it at Yes, the, at the one. Yeah, but I was like, damn, he brought. To think about who we could have brought. Yes. And it was and Gabriel brought, and Kevin Fucking and me. Kevin Hart, yeah. Now I'm the opener. Now you... Yeah. <laughs> that, that, well, that's, you know, that's the bit. That's how it happens. You just... Yeah. You, people don't get it. You be working and... It's a roller coaster. They, it's a roller coaster. One day, the person that's opening for you is fucking selling out the arenas all yeah. around the world. Yeah. And you never know. And it's just, that's, you know, it's just, that's just what it is. That's, that's why I tell people in my stand-up class, you know, I, you remember I was teaching the stand-up class, mm-hmm. right, for a long time. You and still do it? I do it when I can. Mm. I do. I was doing it right before the COVID hit. What do you? Let me be honest with you. What? Yeah. I always think stand-up classes are bullshit. 
Um, well, for th- me. Well, let me tell you. I think this is so did I. But this is the thing, though. I can't teach you to be funny. You know that. This ain't okay. about teaching you to be funny. This is about teaching you how to use the tools that we use to build an act. I can mm-hmm. show you this is a hammer. This is what a hammer does. This is a saw. This is how you use it. For you to pick that shit, I can't make you good at building no table that ain't wobbly. Only yeah. thing I'm doing is showing you fucking tools. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I do. I always tell people this all the time. I cannot teach you to be funny. Nobody can. I'm a coach. I coach football. I'm going to hand you the ball. What you here, This is the play. What mm-hmm. you do when you get the ball is up to you. Everybody's running the same play. All the mm-hmm. running backs. They're all mm-hmm. here trying out. This motherfucker has an instinct in the open field that nobody else has. That's what comedians are. When I started teaching stand-up, it's, I started doing it because I saw so many people that were just, nobody told me that when I moved here, Gary. Like you had, I, you, the conversation you had with me is more conversation than I've ever had with anybody. When I moved to LA, I didn't know nobody. Mm-hmm. I didn't have one single friend. Nobody, I didn't know, I didn't know nothing. They probably heard you cuss out Aaron. <laughs> and, they, and they all like, that's the guy, don't talk to him. <laughs> Like literally, I didn't have nobody. So I just had three addresses to three comedy clubs. And yeah. all I knew is I wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. And I just walked up on a random night like, how do I get on stage? They're like, who the fuck are you? So now, 10 years later, and I'm, you know, and I saw these other comedians. I don't know. The same way you said that I talked to you for an hour when you asked me, mm-hmm. I think it comes from that same space. Oh, okay. And I just told them. And I my, t- my thing with stand-up is every, if you ask 100 stand-ups, you know, how'd you make them? Yeah, it's yeah. going to give you 100 different stories. Yes. And the only way to get better is you got to get up on stage. That's right. And but you don't know I, what their voice is. They're going to tell you a hundred different stories, but the stories that, but they're in all those hundred stories, there will be things that are consistent. You always get on stage. Even if you fucking bomb, you keep getting on stage. You write, you do the act again and again and again. You write, you write, you fucking perform and perform. Those things stay the same. You started mm-hmm. here, I started here. You mm-hmm. went here, I went here. But the thing that makes both of us the same, we get on fucking stage and we work. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's consistent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's the stuff that I tell people. My class now, and I think it's because it comes from a place of, I ain't, it ain't about money. I don't need money. I love stand-up. I love talking about it. And I tell people the same thing. I can't teach you to be funny, and you got to get on stage. I can't go up there with you. Have you ever had anybody in your class like become a headliner like that you can Dude, that you remember? Fucking, yes. Are you, let, me, let me tell you. Tony Baker comes from my class. James Davis. King Batch. Fucking Zaynab Johnson, who's on what? She's on Netflix now. She's on mm-hmm. the good, the good place, isn't she? Yeah, dude, I've had, so, and I, by no means is this. Oh, I did something, and now they're uh, James. Yeah. yeah, I. These guys, all these people started working with me, and just because the class has a reputation, I don't advertise. I've never went up to one person in my life since I've been doing it and went, "Hey, I teach a class. Here you go. You should never." It has a reputation. Is anybody funny? Because those They're, guys aren't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> Tony Baker. <laughs> they, Hold they, on, the bitterness is, isn't left me yet. Is it, is it yeah, right? Those are four hacks. Anybody funny? <laughs> Anybody good, David. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what I'm saying? So Obviously. like, there's a lot of people. I've worked with so many people who have done really well. But it is not because they went and did the work. You got to do the mm-hmm. fucking work. And now I got, dude, I think I have 235 people on my waiting list. I can't even... Do you, have you ever done the, the, was it the traffic court shit? No, I've never done that shit. I did, I got a ticket you, you, 
And oh, I, you went and I to I get out meant, of my ticket. I went. Well, I did I'm, that. Gonna, I'm gonna. I thought you to teach the class. No, 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 no. Oh. I went and the comedian was up there and it was hysterical. <laughs> and so you're he a doesn't know now. I'm a headliner. Right, exactly. Some white guy, you know, he's teaching. You know, hey, you gotta get this off your record. Oh my god. And I think I did to amuse myself. Oh my god. So it was like eight hours and you get the record <laughs> right. taken off, right? right? I was sitting in the class and he's oh, telling, yeah. he's going over all his credits and what he's been right. on and everything right. was like. Yeah, I was on the third season of the Wayans. No, he didn't say I that. I was the bartender. And da, 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 da. so this is what I do and everything. So he's going down, and we're about four hours in. Yeah. And right when we're about to break for lunch. Yeah. He goes, so uh, let's just see what everybody does. And, da, da, da. and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm a comedian. And then he goes, really? You been on anything? And I was just like, oh, well, and no. I just signed a holding deal. And I was like oh, this. I go, no. yeah, I, I got a holding deal with Warner Brothers <laughs> right now. And he goes, Oh, you got the deal thing. <laughs> <laughs> the deal thing. You got the deal thing. You got the whole thing, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he goes, you, you got anything? Got any bites or anything? I was like, yeah, I just got a whole deal. Warner Brothers. Oh, you got the deal. Yeah. When I said everything just went, he didn't make eye contact with me the next four hours. I thought motherfucker didn't come back to the last half of the class. Yeah. Uh, I'll sign your things. We can go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Gary wants to teach. Yeah. <laughs> I got out of ticket, though. That, but I always thought that was interesting, the comedy, the traffic, tra- traffic ticket comedy that's, class. That's, that's like the cruise ship comedian. But I don't, I don't understand. Like, I can't do that. But it was, it was mind-boggling to me that you can get out of a ticket yes. and just make the, the just class go enjoyable, I that's guess. It. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. why don't you go do it one time? Fuck it. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm straight. I don't, I don't need to do none of this bullshit. But let me ask you this. How long... Well, your wife used to run comedy the, store. Yes, uh, Tuesday night, Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, I know. That's what I'm saying. People I'm, don't so know. She's always. You met her in that. She's always been. Well, I met her and she worked for Shaq. Yes, she. Yes, all star thing, right? She, no, she, no, no, no. This oh, before. just his company. He played for the Lakers. Oh, got it. Got Back it, got when it, got Twism, it. he had the clothing oh. line and record label called oh, Twism. Oh, right, 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 right. She okay. worked over there, and that's she. He brought, Shaq brought the, his staff out. To Fat Tuesdays one night, and I went up and I met her after the show. There it is. And I thought she was a hoe because <laughs> it's a true story. She was with. She was, no, he brought the whole staff. Oh, he, he, had, he had a lot of bad chicks on staff, by the way. I remember she came back like the, a couple weeks later. Yeah. And I'd see her, and we were starting to talk after the show in front of the comedy store. Like yeah, you do. yeah. And one night she came, she goes, Well, we're going to take off. And I go, All right, I'll see you later. And then I left, and she, she said, We're taking off before the show was over. And I walked outside. And she was still outside, and it's usually when the hose was waiting on the right ball players to leave and shit. Right, 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 and I was right. like, wait a minute. She's still sitting around. <laughs> she waiting. She waiting on Rodney Rogers <laughs> and Maurice Taylor to come out from Hilarious. the Clippers. They put the Clippers. <laughs> you ain't getting no playoff tickets with the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> so you waiting for the wrong team. <laughs> yeah. So I literally, I was I looked at her funny, I went. And then we talked like a couple days later, and she goes, we were talking on the phone a lot. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, yo, you ain't really called. I said, uh, yeah, that's, I was weird. You said you was leaving, then you was outside. I said, what was you waiting on? She goes, oh, my God. The girl she was with was the groupie. So oh. literally she told me, she goes, there was, you know, they so had to hire. she's not, not a hoe. She was hoe the adjacent. Hoe. The hoe just got hired by Twism. Right. <laughs> The whole got hired by Twism, and Kenny was taking her out. Oh. Like, yo, let's go out. Got it. And you know that Hyatt was next to the comedy store you walked yes. the hotel? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, we were walking up to my car, and the girl goes, girl, there's too many men about to come out of this room. We need to go back. And Kenny goes, huh? 
So Kenny walked back with her, and they oh. were just. She was and, like the one standing scheming. there. Because yes. then I walked out, Kenny was by herself. Right. And it's one thing I say. I, she might be lying. I don't think she's a hoe. I didn't <laughs> think she was a hoe. I don't think she was she out there like that. She had a good. She had a good. She had a good rep. She had a good rep, and she had a good story that time. Yeah, Muggs was Muggs was like not happy when I took her off the market. Like, why is she fucking him? Right. <laughs> There was multiple ball players like, what the fuck? Oh, she, got? she was in, if, she got was, jokes. if she was over there, yeah, well, them jokes. Yeah. You can't beat no talk them panties off. jokes is, is <laughs> hard to beat. And now you didn't add money to it, too? Oh, and, then the first, and then she said, wow, I was the first white guy she slept with, and I'm talking too much. She's going to be mad. But she goes, you went extra white the first night she slept with What's me. What's extra white? Well, I. we got done. Right. And I was renting a house in Hacienda Heights. Right. And we got done, and I just finished, and I went to... Normally, you go to the bathroom to clean off, mm. but the bathroom went to the backyard with this tiny pool. I just jumped in the pool naked. And like oh. she looked, I remember she looked at me, and she goes, what are you, what are doing? you doing? And I was like this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited. I got some black ass. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to fuck me tonight. <laughs> I just remember her face was between the blinds like the I'm, fuck you she doing she's looking like i'm making mistakes yeah. i think i think i yelled cannonball <laughs> cannonball dick in the air just oh my gosh she's Black like i'm doing the cannonball in the pool i remember thinking she was thinking how white are you <laughs> my wife wouldn't come see me perform for how'd you meet your wife i a friend of mine you know lamont pharrell yeah okay so lamont throws a party at his house called the Philly Fest because they're from Philly and all mm -hmm. the Philly people, whatever. And they have, they always have a basketball tournament. They, they play, play basketball three on three. I went up there to go play basketball because I'm, you know, I love playing basketball. I go up there, they have basketball at one spot in his yard and then they have a volleyball court too. They're playing volleyball. We get eliminated early, me and my team. I'm pissed, right? Because I'm so competitive, right? I, I hooped with you in San Diego. Oh, I'm before. The, oh, yeah. yeah you I'm, took it serious. Like, oh, I don't fuck around. Playing basketball. It's Pacific Beach, bro. Nope. Fuck that. <laughs> we got to win. I pay attention. Like, that's how I am, right? I lost early. I decided to go on the volleyball court just to do something because I'm here. Ended up across the net from my wife. And Julie looked at me and she was like, You know, I'm about to spike this ball down your throat. She and said I, that to you? It's the first thing she said to me. And I went, what the fuck uh, is this match? So yeah. like, bitch, do you know I got an anger <laughs> problem when I play sports? And that we started talking shit. The girls did beat us. I lost again. And then we ended up talking over and we talked that day. We went out. We went for coffee after that. Went out the next day. At the same night of the party you went out for coffee? We went out for coffee right after the, the barbecue. Went for a party. Then we went again out the next day by herself. Because I went with Enns, the owner of the comedy union. Yeah. Me and Enns went. She went there with her neighbor. And all four of us went for coffee after the little, you know, volleyball get-together barbecue. The next day, just her and I went. And the day after that, she's like, oh, I got to go out of town for two weeks. I'll be back. You know, I'm like, what the fuck you do? Oh, I, she, I think she told me she did some consulting work, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, she's like, what do you do? And at the time, I was working during the day as a nurse. I was running a family practice clinic wow. in Culver City, and I was doing stand-up at night. And I said, you should come see me do stand-up. She's like, I don't know. I don't, you know. Like She she finally told me that she didn't want to go because if I wasn't good, she thought the relationship wasn't going to work. Wow. She was like, I didn't want to see you because, like, if it was bad, like, I know I couldn't be with a person yeah. who. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you should come see me. And then. Three, four weeks in, she finally did come see me. And then I was like, what? You know, she, she was traveling. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I, she's like, well, I'm going to be working in Vegas. That's what she said to me. And I said, she's a fucking stripper. Hold on. 
I'm thinking the same thing. She's leaving town. I'm thinking yes. worse than stripper. Where you going? Yeah, I'm you're thinking, leaving town. You're in I'm Vegas. You are, yeah, you right. What are you doing? You went low. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going high. I'm like, I go. I said, where are you going? She said, well, I'm performing. I said, perform? What are you? Like, I don't know nothing. She said, I'm, I'm at MGM. I was like, the MGM is fucking huge. Like, what are you? I go. I get off work. I come to Vegas. I go there. You just drove to Vegas after work? Yes. I'm going, new person. You go. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Right, exactly. I think as far as I went, exactly. I went to Barstow. Right, you went to Barstow, right. <laughs> I drove to Vegas. Literally, she's on stage, 5,000 people in this theater. She's a dancer for Jimmy Buffett. The, the Margarita Bell? Yes. She's in his band. And I could really? not. I'm, and she knows because I was like, I'm here. I'm in the building. And you know how the jumbotrons get cameras get so they had this dance number jumbotron camera hits her she's up on the jumbotron and she winks in the camera because she knew I was here and I was like oh I gotta marry this woman like she complete I don't think she's impressed seeing me at the comedy union how long you guys been married now seventeen years two daughters and how long did you date two years oh this is quick yeah two years married kids like we was in it. That's crazy. And we've been together. Yeah. And she, yeah, she was a rocket. She was the third African American to dance online and with she the Rockets. She didn't Instagram. In what the beginning, the, what no. What the fuck was that? She's a performer. She, you know what it is? She's done so fucking well that once she started doing mommy and all that, she was like, I don't need that attention. My wife is so un Hollywood. She's so, pri- she's done the private jets. She's done the tours. She's done, she did fucking 100,000 commercials. My wife has done such a career before I met her. That by the time we got married, she was like, I don't need this. I don't need to be seen. I don't need to be. You think and your girls get into business? My oldest daughter, Anna Grace, wants to. And she probably will. I just, I, I have my, I just, I'm, I have a show on Nickelodeon that I'm produced with Will Packard and I'm running for this girl. Her, her name is that girl, Lele, which is, the, she's this Instagram star, right? So I'm, I'm doing a show for her and I'm, you know, I'm creating these characters. So I'm going to put my daughter you know, the, all the characters are her age. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm creating opportunities. I'm, I actually have two shows at Nickelodeon that I'm doing. Hmm. And so I'm going to, you know, give her the opportunity to see if she can do it because she wants to do it. So it's like, how? Hopefully, I'll... hopefully she'll be more passionate than mine were. <laughs> My kids, <laughs> this is what's funny. My daughter's like, we need a reality show. And I said, all right. People always, and they I'm, not, so. I'm not knocking your daughter for the, for the dream, but. Right. There's so many people like in my neighborhood and everything that'll be like, yo, if they had our neighborhood's a reality show, and I'd be looking around like, no, no it ain't. It ain't. Everybody ain't. thinks that. They all think that. Everybody thinks that they should have a reality show, no. and I don't. And now we, we, we literally, Boone and Murray and own. We're like, fuck, we meet next week to start writing a pilot. And the day and age we're in now with the way society is in the country, now would have been a good time for my reality show. Yes. Perfect timing right now. Yes, because we're at such odds. Of things we're not have, that much different. Things have, I got to be honest with you, the producing and stuff, things have been like, I, I just sold a show to Netflix for DC Youngfly. So I'm, I'm literally about to start writing a pilot for him for this show. And it's like, dude, all of this shit that I've been working on for years, and now I'm like literally... One, five TV shows that I'm working on right now. I'm developing one again with, for myself, back at it again with that saying in the neighborhood of, you know, family and shit. Mm-hmm. Lena Waithe is producing it with Kevin Hart. We're literally over at Amazon. We're, we're starting to have conversations. There's no it. way with those two it's going to get sold. Dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> they hung up on us. 
Like you cannot write. Ah, There's no know. way. And you know what's so funny? You know that when we talk about shit, immediately it goes away. So you like very rarely, like when I tell people I'm developing these shows, I always tell them developing means you're writing for free. Basically. You know, I mean, now because of my, you know, Dave Becky is fucking incredible. Yeah, he's amazing. So he's got me. He I got you I, in the door. How long uh, has he been your manager? A year. All new. He, he when I when I handed him that Netflix special, mm-hmm. Dave. He came to me when I was writing on Fuller House. When I was a producer at Fuller House, mm-hmm. he called me and he was like, "Cause we had been hip pocketing and working because Kevin brought me to him." Yeah. And he just finally came to me. He was like, "Dude, yeah." How'd you start working with Kev so much? I was at me and Kev have always been friends. Kev used to come to my house for. I don't know if you fucking, know this. Uh, Kev's friends with everybody. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody. Everybody. Fucking everybody. Every, he is. We he used to come to our house. Fourth of July was my house. They would come over. Kev, you know, we 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 stayed. We've been friends. Always been cool. It was 2013. I was at the Laugh Factory. Kevin came in, and I was about to go up. I was closing the show. I was about to go up, and Kev came in with all the clippers. Right, and he was like, "Man, I just want to go up and do this one joke." I just got, you know, I was like. You know, fuck I'm gonna say, you Kevin Hart, like right. go. So the, all these jokes is, oh, Kevin's about to destroy the stage, David. You ain't gonna be able to follow all this shit. You know, Kev goes up, he does 20 minutes, he kills. Right, standing ovation. I go up behind Kevin. I fucking murder. 22 standing ovation. I'm driving home that night. Kevin calls me, and he's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I said, well, I'm driving home, nigga. What, what do you want? Right, right. And he goes, you need your own show. He said, I've been watching you for years. I've watched you get this. And, and it, long story short, a week later, I was at a comedy club performing for Dave, Kevin and Dave Becky. Cause he was like, this, I want this, the guy I wanna. Then I did this, you know, this joke called Divorce Save My Marriage. We started building a TV show around it. And that's the show we sold. We sold it to Hulu, FX, Drop, went to BET, and then that shit happened. And me and Dave Becky just, he liked my work ethic. And now mm-hmm. he signed me. Like a year ago, Netflix mm. special. Now I got a second one, yeah. got, and I'm, I'm literally just closed deals on five on five TV shows. You know what I mean? So Thanks it's for like, me in. hey, listen, don't, I'm gonna call you. Don't don't think <laughs> I'm, I'm like, don't, hey, don't don't think. Thanks I, for fitting me in. This is what's funny. <laughs> it's so funny that we're sitting here because your name has come up a few times. Oh yeah. When I, of course. I just nice to know people. My of thing course. in this business is of course. When I got the podcast, I was like, it's gonna tell me what people think of me. If they show up or not? Well, I went heavy. Like when I first Started. got in- interviews, even though we were zooming, yeah, yeah, I went right after Tiff, right oh, after yeah. Kev, yeah, right yeah. after yeah, yeah. everybody said yes, yes, and I was like this, because I was like, if everybody starts saying no, I'm like, I got what do I what did I do wrong? How did I mistreat people? Well, no, you, you, know? you yeah, but you've been you've been consistent. Yeah, you've been consistent. That's you know. Well, that's and that's the thing. I was I remember a couple years ago when Monique was going through her shit. Yes, and I. I got on Instagram and I went after. I said I didn't like how she compared Will Packer to Harvey Weinstein. I never I got. Even, I gotta be honest. I didn't hear all that because I don't. I didn't listen to oh. most of that shit. Well, I don't know why. Doing. I was. I think I, I, was, I was bored one day. No, no. But so I'm saying, I, was in my I listened car. to some of them, but like after I heard her argument, I just kind of stopped listening. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, my thing with that whole thing is uh, the only time I really went off is when yeah. she compared Will to. I feel like yeah, that's, that's that's my boy, man. What yeah, are you talking about? Right, right. I think I, he helped my career tremendously. Yeah, right? Will is a good dude. So I think it was with the Netflix and when she went off on Oprah and and yes, Whoopi suck and my all dick and all people, that. I was like this. I go, right, right. you never know when your name's coming up behind closed doors. That's right. Like I said. Man. After the, but see, that's that, that's that Oscar shit. 
She had the Oscar. That Oscar fill you up and make you think that, you know, you get the Oscar and everything should be. And she just, she came out firing at everybody. Yeah, and it's, like, it's not, I don't think that it's been doing done the well for too. And when these snakes coming up, <laughs> like this. Do, like to me, you do that. You just, listen, she can stand here and tell me and you, you motherfuckers ain't done this. I've done this. I'm an Oscar. Like she can tell me to shut the fuck up all day. Mm -hmm. But I'm one of them strong believers that all the stuff and the energy, everything that she said, a couple of friends of mine told me this. They said, baby, you can be right and wrong at the same time. Mm, how about that? And she could, is right and she's wrong. And everybody that's in the business have been telling her, you're wrong. You're right, but you're wrong. What you should have done, if I thought, what I think she should have done is everything that she said, she should have said on stage as a comedian. Mm -hmm. And it would have gotten all the fucking smoke, the fire. Everybody would have felt that because it would have been inside the frame of that. Instead of, fuck everybody, baby, you know, you mm -hmm. and like, fuck you. And if you did that shit on stage as a comedian... There's a little bit of room for, ah, oh, that was the act. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you do it the way she did it, it's like, I don't know that you can come back from that shit. That's a hard thing to come back I, from. I try to root for everybody. And I try to give everybody yeah. second chances. I don't just write people off yes. for anything. Yes. But I, uh, you couldn't. I don't know, man. I just think when, like I said, when they say no, I just go, all right, all right. Yeah. keep it moving. No reason to come. If, you, if that's what you feel I'm worth. That's fine. I'm going to show you. I don't. I'm worth I don't, more. And that's the beauty of Chappelle when we was talking about stand up. Yes. He can say whatever he wants. Yes. Because he's so free because he doesn't need networks. He doesn't need corporate sponsors. He don't need nothing. He's like, nah, I, I am the corporation. Right. I don't need any sponsors. If I put my name, that, and that's the power of building an audience. That's like the thing that, that, that my, my social media is nowhere near yours. And in the small, go from zero to, you know, half a quarter of a million followers in 15 months. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I felt the difference in that in my world. Like people come to see, like I could feel them when I'm on the road. I like literally all of it. You, when you got an audience, you don't need, we in a world now, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. Look, we going right to the audience right. You talking right directly to your people. Yeah. And you don't need nobody. You could do this shit anywhere. Like you said, you was doing it in your in your house. Yeah. It's a great time, honestly, to be a comedian because, you know, when we both got out here, yes. there was quote unquote gatekeepers. We were at the mercy of execs. Yes. Nowadays like this. Oh, literally you could write a show and put it on YouTube. That's right. And, and make money. And, and it's huge. Yes. Yeah. You I'm don't like want to do it? Yes. My manager who really God bless her. She got mm. me monetized on all the social yeah. media platforms. Yeah, yeah. She was telling me a story when she was at one firm. These YouTubers yes. had some show, and the network offered them, and she told them, she goes, don't take the deal. You right. make more on YouTube. YouTube pays you more than a network is. That's you crazy. have complete control. And they know that. They I know mean, they that. were making millions That's crazy. on YouTube. Yeah. It's not, not a couple thousand. Millions. millions. Oh, I know. My kids don't even watch TV. They yeah. watch you. They have tablets. Mm -hmm. They watch YouTube all fucking day. That's why I don't, like. Honestly, I don't know about sketch shows. I don't. I don't have faith in any sketch shows that come out on TV now. None. Well, you got too many uh, people it, telling you what is funny and what isn't. You got the, you, you know got the internet. The internet is undefeated. They're never going to do sketches like they do on the on the Instagram. Facts. They're never going to fucking do the shit that they do on Fox on Instagram like that. 
there's always going to be some bullshit ass exec sitting there going, oh, we can't. No, we can't say. Oh, that's mm. just that's racist. Yes, bitch. I know. That's why we're that's doing why it. That's why it's funny. That's why it's funny. Mm-hmm. And there's so and that's why every friend of mine and I've said so many people come to me. Hey, you want to write on this or you want to be. No, I don't want to do that because it ain't going to last. It ain't going to work. Chappelle got the last of the of the sketch juice and Key and Peel. Yeah. Saturday there might night. one day, but it's it's gonna have to be some You gotta be able to go there, man. Yeah. You gotta be able to fucking go there. Ain't nobody going there like that because they're not gonna let you. They're not gonna let you do none of that shit. Not not like they do it, not like they do it on Instagram. Instagram is undefeated. Social yeah. media is undefeated. Mm-hmm. So I fucking, you know, I I just get on there and you know, watch. <laughs> Who edits your stuff? Me. You're, you do everything yourself. Everything. How, long is, how long is like an average sketch take that you'd be doing? Because some of them are this kind is, of elaborate. That, that thriller one for Halloween? Oh, that one took me two days to shoot. You filmed and, and, I, and you I, just I, edited I, I on edited, your phone? I edited that. Well, no, that I edited on my, I edited a part of it on the phone that I put on a laptop so I could add some of the music. Who's filming it? Because some of your whole family's in it. Um. Oh, I set the camera up. I'm putting it on a tripod. Uh, I did that. That thriller video, I did that two years ago. I put it up every Halloween. First time I put it up, I thought it was gonna kill. It only did like seventeen thousand views. Isn't that something? And now, two years later, I put. I think I looked the other day. I think it's like at eighty-five or hundred thousand. Not to harp on Monique again, but yeah. When we talk about specials, I've done all those specials myself, right? Yes. Sold them. Yes. I hired a social media firm. Yes. To just churn, cut up my specials. Yeah, I noticed that. That's why I asked you. I've made more money off my specials than when I did when I sold it. Like clips. We're yes. cutting up. And like you said, your thriller video. Yes. People are like, oh, that's funny as shit. I go, that's eight years old. Exactly. I did a joke. You're from Ohio. I did a joke about, it just put it out two days ago about playing Dayton Dunbar in high school. Oh, wow. A uh, high school basketball game. Right, right. That's- that joke is about 15 years old. This came on a special eight years ago. People are going nuts, like, oh, Dayton Dunbar. I'm like, oh, my God, that joke is so old. It's unbelievable. That's the thing. You can make – and I like that's 100 – that's what I'm doing with the specials that I have. Matter of fact, we need to talk about that because I would love to talk to those people who – they took your shit and cut it up for you. That's what I do. They're need. a social media firm. I don't – I don't I, – I, I, I don't have time for that oh, I, to cut it up. They're the best. They, they, find, they, they told me, they go – I can give them my three. We're going to figure out your algorithms, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. We're going to find your audience. Yes. Give us a couple months. Yes. To figure it out. We're going to post shit here and here. Right now, we're on autopilot. Yeah, I see them. That's what what made me ask you. I mean, specials like this motherfucker got nine different outfits on. And then some of them we can't post because I. You still do some of the stuff? One guy, I. Still burns my ass. (laughs) This. My that's first special I did... That's what Gary's white side come yeah, out. Oh, burns burns my, my ass. ass. I did Sprinkles <laughs> Theater in San Diego. Did the special myself, right? Never sold it. Never saw the fucking light of day. Right. I, would, I boxed it in DVD and would sell it on the road. So mm-hmm. I made my money back, right? Right. I, this one guy bought it from me mm, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Didn't pay me all my money, right? Bought, bought, you, bought it gave like... Me, gave me half... Then give me the other half. Oh, for the rights to, yeah, the, the to thing. license it. This mm-hmm. is what this fucker does. He, so the, the special's called Breaking Out the Park. Right. He changed the title to like Upgrade It or something. If you go on like Yahoo and yeah, iTunes, yeah. you can find yeah, it. Yeah. Nah. He changed the title. It's my special. And now whenever I push it up on YouTube, this fucker's disputing it. Like for I don't get monetized. We can get the money off of it. Meanwhile, he's been putting clips out. 
left and right from the special. Getting paid off of them too. That motherfucker. Man. So what? That motherfucker. You, you got. You, that's how you know you're successful when you got legal shit around your stuff. My no, that, I nobody. I, I'm like, you want to put this up? They like, nah, we good. Oh, I'm so <laughs> mad because I be I be like, hold off on the clips. We gotta we gotta deal with this shit. Yeah, we gotta get the rights back because he didn't pay me all the money. Wow. And also, listen, if he would have paid me all the money, I wouldn't have anything to say. I was like, I sold it to him. It was right. I, at that time. That's what he I told me. I was gonna be all over the place, but I was just like, that's. I get. Do you get? What's the people that send you the that run our stuff on um, Sirius? Who sends us the checks for that? Oh, yeah. I, get, I get those checks. What is that? Too. Who is that from? Who's the people that do not it? Not Google AdSense. That's YouTube. No, it's, nah, um, it's, it's, it's like it's, serious. No, no, no. It's not serious. It's the sound company. exchange. Sound exchange. Yeah, sound exchange. They called me the first time they called me and was like, "Yeah, we got a check here for you for fifteen thousand dollars." And I was like, "No, you don't." And they were like, "It's all this stand up. These clips that but I they're had, playing. I had sent an email to my lawyer. I was like, somebody trying to get me. You need to." And he was like, "Because they wanted me to sign some shit." I'm like, "I'm not signing nothing." Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. And now I get those every three months. I'm like, shit. Are they, you gave them, send them your Netflix special to run? No, they haven't done that. This is all my specials and stuff. The the ones that I've done. Yeah, because I took the ones, I did three of them on my own. And I took those and cut them up. And then I did one with a guy named David Drozen, like in like 2000, 2001, when I first got here. And they took that and they... Cut them up and they. Well, I tell you on the road, and I I had Aries on here too, and I got Aries in a good frame of mind. Oh, did you? you I wanted him to yell at me, but he caught him at the right. He he didn't yell. I didn't get the Aries experience. Oh, he didn't cuss you out. Kicked the table (laughs) over. No, no. Aries was cool. I like. I've I've always had a good relationship with Aries. I have a relationship with everybody pretty much. But he um, I always say to me, I said, dude, when you're on the road, yeah, ask the club, man, if they're not filming it. Find a camera guy. Yes. You might charge $100, $200. I said, you'll Film make it back. Not to put your special there, but if you get some audience interaction. Yes. Or if you do something. My goal yes. when I go on the road is Friday and Saturday, I'll hire a camera guy, set up a tripod. I said, I don't need to do nothing. You ain't One edit camera. It. Yeah. You ain't got to edit shit. Set the camera. Press record. Send me the send me it, and I'll send it to my people. And I was like, and I'll tell them. I go, there was a moment where I said this to this person. Put it out there, right? Uh, You'll make your money back. Like in Cleveland, I hired a guy who charged me two hundred dollars. Right. Recorded four of my sets. Right, dude. You sell that shit that money That's off crazy. YouTube and Facebook by putting one the thing about the out. Cleveland Clinic. This lady, I said, "Where you work at?" And she, and she sang it. She goes, "The Cleveland Clinic." <laughs> and I had a ball with her for eight minutes. And you put that shit up. Put out. That's all I wanted. And then Aries told me, he "Goes, God damn it." He goes, "I was in Dallas and Tony Romo came to my show." He goes, "When he was still the quarterback of the Cowboys." Yes. And I went in on for like 10 minutes and he loved it. I go, wouldn't you like to have that on tape? Wouldn't yeah. you like to have that on YouTube? Yeah, that's I go, dope. I always try to tell that's comics, a good man, thing to do. get out do there. when I go. Find a club. You got a local camera guy. If you don't travel with one, I don't. Sometimes know? I do. But most yeah. of the time I don't. There's going to be a local guy out there. Char- some, some, Some don't even charge you. They're just yes, happy, they just to, happy do it. to do it. Yes, I, I Can I put does. it out? I go, fine, but let me put it out first. And you put on your Instagram and stuff. Right, right, right. After I put it out. Yeah. It's just another way to supplement income. You don't know what's going viral. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because most of the stuff that has gone viral, you don't even... Me and my wife put a video up the other day where I was talking to her about we can go out to get water. We fill up these five-gallon water, you know, because we don't, you know, have it delivered and all that shit. I go to the corner and get it for her. And we had this whole long argument about how she's like, you know, she demands to help me with the water, to get the water. But then I realized she never gets out the car. You don't do shit. You just ride and watch me. And we went through this whole thing. I posted that shit up on YouTube. It's three-minute conversation. We talk for five minutes. I talk shit. 
I cut it. I cut all of them down to three minutes and fifteen seconds. Mm. I put it out, dude. I looked the other. Day, I think that I put it up last week. I think it's like at fifteen hundred bucks already mm. of just one one clip. And I'm like, that's How one. That? That's in literally a conversation that we just talk, and people don't get it. Like, it's, why is it always like that? Why is it you'll put effort and work, and then you'll be like, it's gonna go viral. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and this shit, you like, I just five minutes. Fuck Nobody it. Nobody cares about this. Boom. You're it's like unbelievable. That's I don't know what how you know. that works. You can't because I feel like people know when it's genuine and it's just from, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what, like all, like when you ask me about the sketches and my kids, nothing that we've ever done, except for if you see stuff like the thriller thing, most of the videos we do happen in the, I have one in my phone right now. Somebody opened up, we were about to give away the Halloween candy, the leftover Halloween candy. And we had a whole big old argument in the kitchen right before I came here about the Halloween candy, which ended in all the girls taking the candy and throwing it at me as I left the room, right? What kind of candy was it? Tootsie Rolls. They should have thrown it at you. Yeah. Sheep ass. This Tootsie Rolls. Well, they, they, that's what they you just said the you're making money now. Want. <laughs> that's the leftover. I mean, I love- the Snickers and all that shit, that's gone yeah. first. Oh, okay. You know, I'll, I'll the let you leftover slide. candy is the, what is that? The little uh, Smarties and that bullshit. Don't that disgusting want that. shit. Don't want that so we had this whole thing i got in my phone i cut that i put that up at i we never plan anything i see it coming while it's happening mm-hmm. soon i can i can be in the house and go here this something about to happen and i'll pull my phone out and i know how to direct us going so this one did this he said and there is times when i'll stop and cuss the kids out like you see i'm filming Get in the fucking camera. Oh, like, see, find the camera. And they'll my find kids it. won't let me film. Yeah. And and if I tell Kenya, let's do something, it's a fucking hour and a half later she gets ready. It's and I, by un- the end time I'm like this, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Energy's gone. <laughs> like, like this. What are you doing? Just the do sun's it. gone down. We can't do it now. Just do <laughs> it. I got to put on some makeup and, they, yeah, they, and it's a whole, yeah. It's, uh. But it's, you know, it's worth, listen, it's working. Yeah, work it's work, man. It's fucking that. working, man. I ask this to all my guests. Yeah. You can work with one person you haven't worked with in this business, actor, director, anything. Who would it be? Yeah. They said, David Arnold, you can, here's your movie. Who do you want to be in it with? Kevin Costner. Wow, your first word to ever say Kevin Costner. Kevin wow, Costner. Will Smith's been the most popular one. No, fuck that. Uh, Kevin <laughs> fuck Costner. That. I don't need no goddamn Why Kevin list. Costner? He's one of my favorite actors. He's pretty dope. He's fucking amazing. And like Mm -hmm. to watch him move in and out of the work that he does, I don't know. When I was at William Morris, my agent was like, I'm about to have lunch with Kevin Costner today. Do you want to come? And I wanted to go, but I didn't want to go. Because I didn't mm-hmm. want to like be a fan. Isn't that in that something the same way when they want to introduce you to celebrities? Yeah, and I, I feel like, like they well, don't know I'm a stand up. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I can't. What I do you do? Like, How do you? That's so awkward. I, it's David Arnold. He's a comedian. Yeah. Hey, right, Kev. Right. How's it going? <laughs> hey man, it, it, it ends up it, it ends up me going. I love you and yeah. dances with wolves and like I'm a bitch now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm like that too, I, man. I, I, I don't want to ever meet somebody that doesn't know me. Nobody. If I could work with Fuck. anybody and do something, it would it would 100% be Kevin Costner. Wow, yeah, that's I crazy. To, I would love to watch him. Hmm. Like I would love to do a scene with this motherfucker. He's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He was really good in the big chill in the casket. Yeah. With no lines. <laughs> They saw that guy in the casket as a star. That yeah. was good. So. Wow, Kevin Costner, man. Yep, see? That was not who I thought was coming out of your who mouth. Who do you think I was going to say? Uh, Danny Trejo? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did a movie with Danny Trejo. 
That's what's funny. I literally, this is what I get. This is so fucking hilarious you said this. I did a scene with Danny Trio in a movie he has out called Badass. Badass, yeah. He, he's fighting with the, some guys in the park playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And he whoops everybody's ass. And I'm the guy who gives him the information about, because he's like, hey, you know where so-and-so is? I'm like, yeah, she fucking your mama. And then some other dudes, all the stuntmen, they huh. jump on and start whooping his ass. And he whoops everybody's ass. Then he comes back to me like, now, nah, you want to answer the question? I'm like, yeah, she right up there. Like, oh, wow. And the one movie that I, I did. That's hysterical. I did that scene. And then people send it to me fucking twice a week. Yeah. People send it to me from YouTube. That's funny as shit. Did I just randomly said, said that. And that's the one scene. Beast. I get $9 checks from that every three months. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you want to, I don't know why we wait till the end of the podcast to pump your social media if they haven't, they don't know what it is. Uh, it's the David A. Arnold. David A. Arnold all the way across the board. And you will find. If you put in, you got to put in the A. If you don't put in the A, you're going to get the white man that does the soundtrack for James Bond. Got it. That's David. That's Arnold. me when I put an S to my name. It never happened. I'm I know. The announcer from Laugh-In. Exactly. That's, That's exactly right. Yep. Yep. So you got to separate it. But All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you coming in. Good Thank luck you, on your five TV shows. Well, I'll, I'll call you in, give you a little audition. Yeah. We'll see how you do. <laughs> 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 Thanks, David. <laughs> Next. Right. Wow, you couldn't even get your producers. You got me at casting. Wow, good to see Kim Coleman again. <laughs> I'm not hiring her either. All right, man. I appreciate you coming Thanks on, man. Thanks for coming, man. It's good to see you. All right. Same here. My man.